welcome everyone to the Vegan Chapters, helping you turn to the next page in your life. I'm Adam and this is Megan, and uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Just wanted to start off by saying that Megan, I'm here with the beautiful, lovely Megan from MeganCarry.com. She's also going to be starting a new website, and it's going to be called BakingVeganBread.com. You should go check it out, it'll be online soon. Is that right, Meg? Yeah, I'm almost done. I'm gonna I'm gonna put up probably about ten posts or so before it goes live. But um, yeah, I'm shooting some some uh, pretty fun videos for it too. So it's all about baking vegan bread in the bread maker. And the reason why I'm doing this is because you like can't find any bread making um, like videos or recipes really for the bread maker when you're vegan. So hopefully this will help you guys out if you want to bake vegan bread in your bread maker. And some of the best photography I've ever seen. I've seen her work, I've seen her work in the camera there this morning, so I'm, I'm sure the yeah. pictures will be uh, just as good as the way the bread will taste. So. Oh, let's hope so. Yeah, there you go. So let's dive right into it there, Megan. Are you ready for this? I don't know. I didn't get a sneak peek of your question, so I well, find out. I'm just going to let everyone know, and including you. Tonight we're going to be talking about uh, all about community. Okay. We're going to be talking about, especially as a vegan, how, how you build that community mm -hmm. and uh, how important it can be. So I want to start off by asking you, so community, it's important. What does community mean to you? What does community mean to me? Well, community is basically like your tribe, right? It's like your, your group of people that um, come together, usually for a common goal, um, envisioning the same future. That, that, that would be like my definition of community, I guess. Everybody kind of has their own part to make the system work, right? So. Having their own system, living in a pod, living with yeah. a, a certain amount of people that you know you get to grow with. Yeah, people have obviously like different individual personalities, individual styles, and their own um, gifts and talents that they offer to the group. Mm -hmm. And everybody comes together yeah, to work towards a common goal. That's my, wow. that's my idea of community. So let's, let's go back to when you were a, a kid. What kind of community did you have growing up as far as your friends and, and uh, social networks? Yeah, well, I, I went to public school and, uh, you know, I obviously had like my peer groups there, um, many of which carried forward um, throughout my schooling years and even to today now yeah. <laughs> where we have, you know, kids together and all these things. So... So, uh, yeah, it was pretty typical. Were you the popular girl in class? No. no? <laughs> Not at all, no. Letting all the viewers know, eh, the, the real Megan. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't very popular. What about you? I know, I know. <laughs> I don't think... For me? Were you popular? <laughs> no, I wasn't popular. No, either. you weren't popular. No, I was kind of more the, the dark, mysterious kid in class, you know, like, kept to myself. But, uh, oh. you know, I did, I, I did have friends, but uh, I was more the, the quiet one. You're so. really smart, though. You're, you're like the nerd i guess right like you're into like computers and stuff like that and computer game, gaming and stuff like you're really smart that way <laughs> <laughs> yes i uh, i did like computer games <laughs> played them all time yeah. <laughs> played nintendo and super nintendo yeah. and every other system we knew but right that they had on the market so yeah we're both kind of on the i guess loner side of the if you if you yeah use that word, right? yeah yeah for sure like like my peer group like getting back to your original question about community like my peer group is was pretty small and it still yeah. continues to be pretty small like you know and maybe i'm 
may appear to be like outgoing or whatever like when you guys see me on youtube and stuff like that but for the most part i'm like actually a bit of an introvert and so mm. my my circle of friends and people who i interact with on a daily basis is actually pretty small yeah um and that's just kind of who i am and how i like things to be um and what about for you like for your community growing up like did you have a lot of close peers and and same interests and and that kind of thing so I remember one of my uh, closest friends was somebody that lived two doors down from me in, in a little town called Wawa in, uh, in Ontario. And um, I would uh, either go visit with him, play games with him all the time, or uh, with um, another kid down the block. But it was basically my schoolmates, that, yeah. uh, you know, the one or two really good friends. I, I find that I wouldn't uh, really do well in large, large groups. Right, yeah. I prefer to have one or two people, and that's kind of how I... Yeah, you know, we're kind of the same that way, then, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why we get along. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what did you do for community events? And that could be any kind of, like, social gathering of any sort. Um, I don't know. Like, like I said, like, I didn't really have a lot of, like, a, a wide network of friends. So, um... And especially growing up, I would say like my family was usually mm -hmm. my, my main um, source of community. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we would get together with our cousins and have family barbecues and you know, celebrate birthdays and Christmases and things like that. Did you do like girl um, guys or something like that or any anything? <laughs> okay, so I did brownies when I was brownies, like really yeah. little. I was like seven or something yeah. and I hated it actually. <laughs> Which is funny because we're putting Savannah into that this year and she's, right, the, yeah. she's the same age I was when I went, but... I think she's going to do much better than I did. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, but other than that, like, I don't know, we did swimming lessons and stuff. Um, I did do a bit of like, it was like a singing and dancing thing okay. that me and yeah. my two sisters were involved in. And that was pretty fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was kind of my, my, my experience in community, I guess. Yeah. You did karate, I know. Karate, that. yeah. My whole family. It started off with me. I walked by the, the karate dojo and uh, decided I wanted to try it. My mom signed me up. And my father, when he was a young kid as well, he, he did karate. But it fell by the wayside when he became an adult. Right. He saw that I was interested in karate and then he picked it back up. And it was an easy transition for him to get back into the... The, the, the gi. The, the gi <laughs> and the, you know, the gi. doing the same kind of katas and, and, and sparring and all stuff. You all had kind of yeah. base knowledge. And yeah, so that's kind of, and then my mother was convinced by my dad to join and then it was just the whole family got involved. That's and we cool. did that until I was pretty much uh, an adult and then I tried to maintain it when I was in college and then in the military it became a little bit harder. Yeah. And then uh, eventually when I moved uh, out to Alberta, it kind of dropped off. So mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny how life changes and things, does, things yeah. uh, adjust to whatever's happening in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you went vegan? Yeah. 2015. Yeah. What did the did any of your community activities or any of your community kind of fall by the wayside uh, once that happened or Um no, I wouldn't say so. Um there's a weird thing that happens when you go vegan. <laughs> well, 
I don't know if the I don't know if this is everybody's experience. I mean, I can only really speak from my own experience when I went vegan. So when I went vegan, I basically did it overnight, mm-hmm. um, and it was on on the grounds of ethics. So if you guys um, have listened to our previous podcasts, you probably are already caught up. But just for those of you who are maybe just joining us for this one, um, we had watched Earthlings and had gone down a bit of a rabbit hole there, um, and just did a lot of our own research and stuff. And basically overnight. Um, Adam and I decided to, okay, we're no longer going to take part in animal agriculture anymore. So we went vegan overnight. And I feel like when it's such a big shock like that to your own system, um, you know, just like with your eyes being open to, to the fact that you've been lied to and that, you know, the people that you know and love are being lied to at the same time, like you want to make it your mission to tell everybody about it. Um, so that's what I did. I went out and I guess I was kind of like that typical vegan, if you will. Like, so I made sure that everybody knew, um, what I had just found out because I, people don't really know, like they really, really don't understand what they're paying for when they buy that hamburger. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that maybe that could have affected my community, at the time when we made our vegan transition, I was still in school. So, um, I was actually in, in uh, post-secondary schooling for nursing. And, uh, so I did have a peer group at that point as well. Like we were, you know, I had like a study group and, and that kind of thing and some pretty close friends while I was going through school. And so I guess they, they were there to like witness my vegan transition. Um, and, uh, I would say I probably wasn't as vocal with them about like as far as advocacy goes for the animals and stuff as I was maybe with my my closer friends or family. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still kind of testing the waters, I guess, as far as like what my own knowledge was um, about veganism and stuff. So um, I don't think it really affected my my relationship at all with my friends, um, and I didn't really feel like distanced from them or anything like that. Um, as time progressed. I noticed that there was a divide growing almost um, between, how can I say this in the right way? I guess the best way to put it is when you believe something um, and you live your life to a certain like moral and ethical code, it's very difficult for you to um, hold on to the person that you were before, I guess, mm-hmm. if, if that makes any sense. Yep. Um, and so the people who, who knew you before, so like usually the people who are closest to you, your friends, family, you know, people who knew you before you went vegan, um, they also are trying to hold on to that person that you were before. So the person that would have ice cream DQ cake with you or whatever, like food holds so much, um, memories and nostalgia and all these things that people are really, tradition. Um, yeah, tradition people are really, really attached to that. And so when you give up those kind of things, um, people don't like it. <laughs> and so I feel like over the years, um, there may be some, with some relationships, um, there has created a bit of a divide. Hmm. Um, and with others, it hasn't really affected it at all. So that's just my experience though. I don't know, like for you, did your community change, do you feel, when you went vegan? Well, I... Moving from Ontario to Alberta, first of all, changed my community all completely. Right, yeah. And, and that was before you went vegan, though. That was, like, years before you went vegan. And I've done many different jobs, right, throughout the years. And that was yeah. part of my community is my the people I worked with. So mm-hmm. 
very different cultures. When I worked with the military, I was, it was the Air Force mentality. You know, mm -hmm. it was very, you know, meet you at the mess after work and, you know, we'll pass the chicken, you know, wings, chicken wings and beer <laughs> and that sort of thing, right? So, yeah. was, and that was almost like a tradition that we'd always do. And then I got out of the military and then I went into security work and, mm -hmm. and then it changed again to a different set of people and they had their own traditions, which were actually very similar. It was still chicken wings and beer, but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was eventually I, it, it came to that 2015 when we, we made the choice and then yeah. my, uh, my culture changed again and uh, I actually changed jobs again and different people had to learn how to adapt to me changing right because mm -hmm. you know we would have our own traditions at the, my new place of work and instead of going for tim horton's coffee when there was no soy milk available mm -hmm. we'd have to go to starbucks and they and they would accommodate me right because they they served soy milk at that location right so right. little changes here and there and i found that there's always different people that are either going to be really adaptive to you or they're going to be um not so adaptive mm -hmm. And even resistant to you resistant yeah. you know and, and be very vocal about it mm -hmm. yeah but i mean like and i agree with your point there as far as uh trying to hold on to the old you mm -hmm. i mean people change all the time or they should be changing right the more Absolutely. you learn about the world yeah. you shouldn't be stuck in your ways ever no you don't want to be stagnant it's because there's so much more to learn about this earth and and about life in general that there's no mm -hmm. way that you can know it all right now exactly yeah that's just arrogance is what it is in my opinion mm -hmm. that's a good point yeah definitely arrogance so, and... i mean i i want to change to five years from now i want to be a different person altogether right mm -hmm. i mean i will definitely still be adam but i'll be a more well-versed refined. refined you know yeah. like a like a caterpillar shedding its skin to become a butterfly is that what they become yeah okay <laughs> or a moth <laughs> Maybe I'll, maybe I'll learn all the biology five years from now, so It'll I actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> a new passion for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bug <a> guy. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where I'm going with that conversation. Okay, so. very cool. Yeah. So, um, are you developing new social uh, groups now? Any new communities? Yeah, yeah. And actually, this is very recent for me as well. Um, so, I guess my first, um, like when I first tried, I guess, to kind of get some type of vegan community specifically, uh, was when I opened my Instagram account. That was like when we first went vegan. So it was probably like four years ago. Um, and I would post, you know, like pictures of food and stuff like that. I had no idea how hashtags worked really or anything like that. So I was not, <laughs> I didn't really get a lot of community because I didn't really know what I was doing on Instagram. Um, and then that kind of fell by the wayside a little bit and we moved on with life. We had a couple kids, moved, all these things. Um, and then it wasn't until, I guess, fairly recently, so what, about a year ago, I started my vegan food blog. Yep. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing with that either. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I joined a few, like, Facebook groups for bloggers and then the different vegan Facebook groups and stuff like that. And then eventually I was like, you know what, I'm going to try video. So we, st I started my YouTube channel and that's what really changed it for me because, um, all of a sudden like other vegan YouTubers were reaching out to me and it was just so awesome to be able to have a community, you know, and video is awesome too, because you feel like you really get to know the person. Um, I guess depending on the type of content that you, that they create. But, um, I find like through YouTube, you can, you can find some really awesome friendships and some really cool people, um, that way. 
And then I learned how Instagram started. <laughs> I started to learn how Instagram works. And so I've met some really cool people um, through Instagram as well. So, so yeah, online, I've definitely um, built a pretty good community and um, ha I've met some cool people that I know I could talk to for certain things. And yeah, it's been really, really good. Um, and then of course, just recently, um, we started getting involved in our actual like physical vegan community um, in our area. And that's been really exciting for me as well. So, yeah. yeah, you've actually been able to go to a few more events than I have, so. Um. Yeah, and I mean, everybody I've met at uh, the local uh, Anonymous for the Voiceless uh, groups in Edmonton, awesome people. Yeah, I You know. can tell as soon as you meet them that they're, it, it, it's a person that you can trust. Yeah. That they, they're there for the right intentions. I haven't met anybody that I didn't, uh, that I disliked. They're all great people. Yeah. And uh, they're all, because you, you know that they're all vegan. Yeah. And they call themselves vegan, not plant-based. You know that they have the same ethics that you stand for. So you know that you have an ally, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's it's refreshing to be around people who know exactly the way you think. And I even experienced that after we did our Cube of Truth right downtown on White Avenue. We all went upstairs to the Buckingham, which is an all-vegan restaurant. Uh, side note, a couple of people didn't even know that it was a, a vegan restaurant. Oh, they really? thought it was just a sports bar that had some vegan options. Oh. So the one girl was horrified when she saw the whole table that she was sitting around of uh, supposed vegans eating chicken wings around her. <laughs> she was mortified. She's like, what? We just did a cube of truth and you guys are ordering chicken wings? Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's <laughs> so then she, we, we informed her, no, those are actually, you know, vegan chicken wings. And, <laughs> It's not a bone inside. It's actually just like a, a wooden doweling. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Oh, poor but, thing. But uh, it was nice to be able to just have chats with them around uh, around the table yeah. and discuss some of the same problems that we're running into. Because every time I would bring up a problem that I face personally, there's at least one other person that I was sitting beside. I yeah. said, "Yep." been there, done that. I know exactly what you're feeling. You know, this is what I'm going through right now. And it was just like, everybody was in sync. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I felt that. You don't, you don't feel get like the, you're crazy. You don't feel like you're crazy or, you know, people just dismiss what you're saying and, oh, let's change the subject to something that I'm, you know, I, I can relate to. Yeah. Like to non-mediators, you know, it was somebody that you can talk about what you're feeling in your heart and you can just say it. And that's what I felt. So I it sounds incredibly powerful. It is, and I mean, like I I can't stress it enough. Like, find your actual physical community. Mm. Like YouTube is great because yeah. if you live in a small town or something like that, yeah, where, yeah. where there's not very many vegans that live there, but if you live in a city like Edmonton, Toronto, Vancouver, any of the smaller cities, mm -hmm. reach out. Guaranteed, there's vegans within your area, and believe me, guys and girls. As soon as you meet them, you're you're gonna feel something different. You're gonna be like, "Wow, the, this is what I need." Well, and the thing is, is nothing can ever replace like eye contact. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like like there's nothing that can really replace like the art of face-to-face -face communication. You know, and yeah. and there's so many uh, nuances and facial expression and and all these things and different ways of communicating when you're actually like in the room with somebody versus watching a video of theirs or versus, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. messaging on Facebook or, or Instagram or whatever it is. So, so yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's valuable. It's worth your time to try to source out different meetup groups and things like that to try to get involved with your, um, vegan community where you are. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, so where do you think your social life will be in five years from now? I have no idea. Where would you like it to be? 
social life. What's that? <laughs> we've, got, <laughs> we've got how many kids right now? Um. <laughs> so, you know, our kids will be yeah. a little more, uh, yeah, they will. will be older and allow a little bit more time for us to be flexible with our schedule. Mm -hmm. Where would you like it to be? I don't know, man. Like, I would like to, I don't know, like take a cool course or something like that. I've actually, so right down the street from us, there's this really cool like pottery place. Um, and I'd love to learn how to do pottery as like a hobby. So maybe meet some cool people doing that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's like in the, in the distant future, <laughs> my goals. Um, and then like, I don't know, I'm hoping that my online business will grow. So maybe I'll meet some more people through that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I really love gardening as well. So maybe I could try to get involved in, um, <clears throat> we have a, an organic, an organic master gardeners program, uh, where we live. And I took the course a few years back now and it's just such a really cool thing to be a part of. So yeah, I'll probably get more involved in that as well. Yeah. Hopefully have some more date nights with you. <laughs> I would, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, um, obviously, I mean, staying involved, um, with activism too, as a vegan, like, it's such an empowering thing to be able to be around other vegans and to be able to be speaking the same voice together. Um, you're so much stronger when you're with a group of people. And so when you're out there advocating for the animals and, you know, trying to open up hearts, open up some minds, um, it's so much more powerful when they're there with other people. And so, you know, I would personally love to get more involved with Cubes of Truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about um, disruptions really so much. Um, I know the Animal Rights March is coming up um, right away, and yeah. that's definitely something that Sorry, I yeah. I want to take part in for sure. So yeah. Would you ever open up your own uh, local chapter? Of what? Of anything. I would Any open kind up of animal rights uh, movement. <laughs> I would open up my own cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would love to feed people and serve them some awesome like vegan cream and mushroom soup and stuff. Um, and then, you know, like hopefully kind of advocate that way. Hmm. I feel like I do a lot of advocating, um, like through YouTube and stuff like that too. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of like m more my style. I do enjoy Cube of Truth though. I do. I enjoy that quite a bit. So yeah. Why, what do you have planned in the future, Adam? <laughs> what do you think? Well, I could see, uh, opening up a, uh, um, a local Spruce Grove chapter. Oh yeah. For the AV. Yeah. Or in Stony Plain itself, but maybe yeah. the, the Parkland area. Maybe opening up a Parkland County uh, Anonymous for the Voiceless AV chapter. Yeah. So it encompasses all three: uh, the, the the town, city, and the, the county. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. And I guarantee we there is going to be an, enough uh, vegans in the area. Well, the thing is with veganism, like with any social movement, is it's just like exponential, right? And mm -hmm. as soon as, like we talked about this, I can't remember what episode it was, but um, we talked about this where it's like once the ball starts rolling and it starts to become more normal to be plant-based or to be vegan and people start thinking it's gross, like like to eat meat, when the majority of people are like, oh, you still eat steak? Like, uh, what? Yeah. Ew, I don't like that. That is when it's vegan is just going to be like so normal, you know, and that's when yep. like the majority yep. of people are going to be vegan and who knows, like maybe we won't even need cubes of truth, right? When that happens, because everybody is going to be brought up with the idea that eating animals is wrong already. So, and I think the majority of the work uh, to getting the ball rolling has already been done, right? Yeah. You're forcing people to choose a side. Right. And we're bringing it to the, um, the forefront of people's minds, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, I, I think so. 
I know this is a big topic, but I wanted to ask you anyways too. So social media, I know you've been saying that you're on it quite a bit and stuff. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Do you think it's addictive? Do you think it's it's helpful? Like, what is the overall consensus of what you think social media is? Honestly, everything that you just mentioned there, I would say all of the above. It's everything. Yeah. Social media is everything. Obviously, it depends on the person, your personality, and it depends on how you're using social media. Uh, for me, if it's not something that I particularly enjoy, so like, like I mentioned with Instagram, like I actually kind of find Instagram a little bit frustrating. It's not my most favorite platform. I love editing photos and I love food photography. Mm -hmm. I kind of hate the idea of like trying to grow on Instagram with hashtags and stuff like that. And I've, I've had like, I don't know, kind of like so many inauthentic um, experiences on Instagram through like people's bots DMing me and like stuff like that. That is, ugh. <laughs> I don't really enjoy Instagram that much. So for me, Instagram's like almost a little bit of work and you can tell because it's not really growing that much for me because I'm not <laughs> passionate at all about it. Um, and I find that I get really, really drained when I'm working or trying to focus on Instagram and think about like, Oh, what's my next picture going to be and stuff like that. Um, YouTube, I absolutely love. Like if I had all of my time to myself, I would probably like shoot and edit videos all day long. <laughs> like I probably <laughs> would. I just love it so yeah. much. YouTube is so much fun. And so I really don't feel drained at all when I do YouTube. I don't know if it, that's considered addicting or not. I just think it's really fun. I, I love learning about like different ways to shoot angles and mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun for me. It's a really good, good form of creative expression. And then of course it's always fun when you're like, Oh, this person like liked my, <laughs> you know, this got this many views and stuff. So I could see maybe where that would be addicting because it's like validating that you did a good job, I guess, on your video or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, and then, so I guess those are the, my two main, like, social media platforms. I mean, I have Pinterest, but I just kind of use that for, like, to promote my blog mm -hmm. with pictures and stuff. I don't really use that as a social platform at all. Um, and then Facebook, I don't know. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with Facebook as well. Like, <laughs> never check my messenger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not very good with Facebook, so. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I... I I remember, okay, so when I was taking nursing school, I had, I took a communications course and it was super interesting, loved that course. Um, and they had brought up the same type of topics so that was talking about yep. um, communication and social media mm -hmm. specifically and if it's good or bad and basically what you just asked. And there was a point brought up that I had never really thought of before, which is social media is actually such a blessing for the true introvert, the person who mm. really cannot come out of their shell at all, um, or maybe for the person with the physical disabilities mm. who, mm -hmm. you know, it's very difficult for them yeah. to get out and about and around. Social media has just become such an amazing tool for them to be able to have that community like right. we were talking about, right. um, to be able to interact with people around them of similar interests. Um, and with that being said as well, it does help you grow your tribe. Like those hashtags that I hate. I mean, when you say hashtag vegan, you know, you're calling out to the vegans to, to, to get them to come and like check out your content, check you out as a person. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think that's really cool. I think that's really neat. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Are you, well, <laughs> are you addicted to social media? I think about, well, uh, I don't think I'm addicted to social media. Yeah. I know when to turn off the phone, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think about that um, community that you built, and I know that you would put out a video about uh, 
depression and whatnot that you were experiencing. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. And how the community immediately, you people you've never met before. Yeah, that was really cool, actually. Yeah. Maybe you, you can walk us through what you were thinking when uh, that video came out. Oh, yeah. So, so um, if, I guess if you guys don't really know us uh, that well. So we just had a baby about three months ago. Um, and I actually ended up getting postpartum depression, which I didn't realize was what was happening at all in the beginning. Um, so I went through a couple different screening things and that kind of thing. And um, as I had mentioned, you know, I love YouTube and it's a, it's a really good form of creative expression for me. So throughout my entire pregnancy, I had been doing pregnancy updates. Um, so, you know, it was more for personal reasons than anything, just to, you know, like document my pregnancy and, and that kind of thing, kind of create a memory, I guess, for the family. Um, and so I wanted to continue that going forward into the postpartum period. And so I did end up documenting my struggle through postpartum depression. And, you know, a lot of the people who who became subscribers and stuff to my channel over the over the time that I had been doing these updates and since I started my channel, they reached out to me and they were like so kind. It was just absolutely, I can't even express what it means when people who you've never met truly care and convey a feeling of love to you right yeah. and they actually care about your well-being um you know i guess you would kind of expect that from your friends and family uh but i never ever expected that from from people that i've met you know through youtube and so it was very very powerful and just really made me realize that we're all just people mm -hmm. you know like there are people behind the screens there are people there yes. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not yeah. just you know, messages and words and whatever, like they're thoughtful people. <laughs> so, yeah. So really the internet, it, it, it breaks down the barriers of, of uh, distance right. and allows people who um, share all those same passions, those same, you know, allows you to connect with anybody in the world. And that just kind of goes back to, to uh, saying again about like, communication I mean and and how veganism has grown so much and I think it's because of social media I mm -hmm. mean look at the changes that we've seen in the last four years yeah beyond meat and like impossible burger and all these things are I mean and those things were never really made for vegans specifically like they've come out and said like this is not for you guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but just the fact that like your average Joe meat eater wants to eat more plant-based that is such an amazing change that we need to see happen in the world so it allows you both to go to a and w together so even yeah. if you have a mediator in your family you can still connect with them over food but now you have an option right so you can go and eat the the plant-based burger yeah not to worry about your ethics when you're eating that burger yeah and the mediator can join you too that's right yeah all right, maybe we're getting close to the end here, but let's let's see what we have left. So, what would you say to a new vegan that lives with a family that still eats animal products? Oh man, I feel for you. <laughs> That's hard, especially if you're a young person. So if you're like a teen or something like that, um, and you know what, guys, a lot of vegans are are quite young. Like it's the new generation coming up who are you know free thinkers still right and they are wanting to change the world for the better mm -hmm. which is amazing but it leads to a very difficult situation that um you may find yourself in if you are that person you know I'm, i kind of think like as a mother if my child wanted to eat something different than what i prepared 
I mean, we have that situation in our house anyways, even though we're all vegan, you know? Um, it's kind of like my house, my rules. And I know it's different when we're talking about ethics because like, obviously Adam and I are vegan, like, you know, ethically we would never make our children eat meat and stuff. But if you're a teen who's in this situation, your parents are not getting it. Like they don't understand that it's not ethical. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't understand why you won't just eat what they're providing for you. And so I think that that would be very difficult. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what options you would have. I mean, I guess hopefully if your family was understanding enough, maybe like whoever's preparing the food that night can set aside something for you before they add in the animal products. Regardless, it's going to be hard for you to sit there and eat, um, even sit there and eat your regular vegan meal um, when everybody else you know and love is consuming animals. That's rough. Yeah, and I'm actually reminded about somebody that I that I know. Um, the father eats, well, actually the whole family eats uh, animal products. Huh. And a, uh, the teenager in the family, the eldest son, um, is vegan. And he uh, he basically told his dad, no, that's, I'm making my own food from now on. And wow. uh, he just does his own thing. And I mean, that's really tough, right? Because they, they don't socialize over that. And uh, yeah. it's it's really a sticking point. But uh, the father also seems a little bit more open-minded where he, you know, he says, okay, let's let's go try one of these vegan restaurants out. And he took Aww, them there. That's so, nice. you know, and, then, and that's a good way to bond with uh, somebody is just trying something that they're interested in, right? And yeah. something that they hold ethically. It says that even though I'm not ready to change completely and become vegan, at least I respect you enough to... Um, want to make an, uh, uh, a difference or try something, right? Yeah, and honor and, your choices and yeah, to see, yeah. see your side of the story. Yeah. Because I find people just kind of shut you down so quickly. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the time, that's your, your friends and family and the ones that you care about most mm -hmm. uh, and deep down want their approval of, right? And, um, and so that's really hard, I think. Yeah. It'd be similar to past generations, like for instance, during the, uh, the gay rights movement, you know, where um, people couldn't come out to their family, but then, you know, they, they wouldn't want to do anything, have anything to do with them. Mm -hmm. But then as time progressed, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's go to the gay pride parade or something like that, <laughs> or, you know, but yeah. like being more accepting. So it's, yeah. it's just going to take normal, time right? and it becomes normalized. You right? see rainbow sidewalks yep. everywhere now, yep. you yep. know, like... Walmart sells pride onesies yeah, yeah. <laughs> for babies. Like it's normal now. Yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, yeah. like it should have never been a question in the first place. And I think that's how people are going to feel about eating animals in the near future. Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah. So thank you very much, Megan, for uh, sitting down with me once again. That was, was that a, your that last was, question? Yeah, that was. So <laughs> wow. I mean, we, we burned through all those questions and I think uh, we had some pretty good uh, conversation out of yeah. it. Yeah, so. episode four, guys. Yeah. Wow, fourth episode already. I love podcasts. This is so much fun too, by the way. Yeah, it's yeah. a great way to just uh, have a conversation and, yeah. and share it, right? So, exactly. And if, if you're watching at home or in your car or wherever, just uh, make sure you uh, you like, you share, subscribe. If somebody you know needs to hear this, mm -hmm. let them, let them uh, hear it. Yeah, do all the things. Yeah, <laughs> all do the it. things. Do, do all the things. <laughs> <laughs> what does what do podcasts have? I mean, they've got like star ratings. There's comments for both YouTube and podcasts. So comments. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Do all the things. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any other questions, feel free to, to message us at uh, yeah. the Vegan Chapters on YouTube, or if uh, you head over to MeganCarry.com, yeah, just look up her website. 
megancarry.com. Uh, she'll she'll answer you. So. Yeah, right now, guys, I don't I don't have a YouTube channel specifically devoted to the vegan chapters. It's just under like a subcategory on Megan Carey's YouTube. Um, but yeah, you guys can definitely like comment. Like this video will be posted on YouTube, so if you're watching, hello, you can you can comment down below and I'll respond. Um, or if you're listening to this via podcast, um, we can obviously chat there as well too. So so yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Hopefully, we'll see you in the next one. See you in the next chapter.